Hello and welcome to the ninth episode of uh, Combo Chain. I'm Paul and Davis, and I'm joined by Alisa James. <laughs> hey, how's it going, Lisa? I'm fine. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Um, so yeah, we are kind of changing up the format here a little bit. Like the past, you know, eight episodes have been kind of like just like a deep dive into specific games. And, uh, so what we're going to do, uh, with the show kind of from here on out is, uh, every couple of weeks or so, we're going to do sort of like just general, like, uh, you know, what's been going on in the world of JRPGs episodes. So we'll be kind of like, you know, talking about like news, you know, Elisa and I will be, uh, talking, you know, giving first impressions on new games that we might be playing or, uh, you know, we'll be having some guests on who will, you know, be given their first impressions on like new JRPGs that have come out that they might be playing. And uh, yeah, going to kind of just be a little, little more casual and uh, whatnot. And also talk about, you know, other games that we're playing. And then uh, probably about like once a month, um, going to still do like deep dive episodes. Um because there's definitely a backlog of people. When I brought up uh, on the Slack that I'm on that I was gonna that we were gonna kind of change it up like this, um, I had a couple people be like, "Hey, but I still want to do an episode about Dragon Quest Five. I'm like, "Yeah, we, we're, we're still gonna do that." Um, exactly. You know. Yeah. So yeah, and you know, this is gonna be kind of kind of a. Uh, yeah, we're we're figuring it out. Uh, so please bear with us. Um, yeah, this is the first time, but uh, yeah, thanks for joining me, Elisa. Um, yeah, no problem. And agreeing to join me with this little no kind of experiment. <laughs> it'll be fun, and it's nice because you know it'll be a good way for us to just get more content out to our viewers this way. You know, while we really work on getting our um, our deeper episodes uh, together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's like, you know, between, you know, it's, it's, it's like, there are a lot of reasons why it takes a long time for episodes to come out. Um, you know, and some of them are life reasons, but also, you know, I mean, these are like 80 hour games. So, <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. so both this show and, the Megaten show, Megaten, uh, Megaten marathon show that we do um, often have like long gaps because of either like timing issues or just the fact that, you know, it takes a long time to get through these games, even if they are <laughs> exactly. our, our favorite, our favorite genre, you know? Yeah, exactly. So anyway, this kind of like, doing this kind of like lets us get stuff out a little more consistently and, you know, just, you know, yeah, it should be fun anyway. So, uh, yeah, as a start out, uh, I think, uh, first we're going to just jump into, uh, just some like, uh, JRPG news of the past couple of weeks. Um, I was thinking that I need to come up with, uh, we need to come up with some, uh, like flashy, like jingles or something. But uh, <laughs> that might take some time. But uh, yeah, yeah. Do you want to start us off with uh, some news, Lisa? 
Oh yeah, definitely. So, uh, following the uh, release of the Remind DLC, Nomura says the next Kingdom Hearts games will release sooner than expected. Uh, so, so Which, I guess that means yeah. <laughs> ten years, eight years instead of ten. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's yeah. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> that was that was Paul's aside. By the way, I just stole it. <laughs> That's totally fine. <laughs> so, but I mean, it'll be interesting. I mean, I, I mean, I just hope that they'd be able to follow through on that. I guess it would have to take some reshuffling because I mean, Lord knows their internal uh, development studio has some problems getting games out on time. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, yeah, it's it, it's like I mean, it's definitely a Nomura problem and in Kingdom Hearts problem, but it's like it's just it's just a Square problem in general. Um, it really it is. seems like. <laughs> so uh, let's see. So according to a new interview released by Square, uh, Nomura said that two new development teams have been added to work on future Kingdom Hearts content and new titles. So. Once again, hopefully that really helped. That actually does help to push games out uh, faster and make sure that they'll have enough uh, manpower to, you know, develop things properly. Um, He spoke about the free add-on Final Mix and the paid update Remind, which adds additional story content, allowing Sora to see the events of Kingdom Hearts 3 from a new perspective, which has been breaking the brains of Kingdom Hearts 3 uh, fans all week so <laughs> um, are you are you I, I i'm actually are you i've never really been into kingdom hearts so i'm not uh, i'm kind of like out of the loop here but yeah um i'm i'm not i'm, I'm not sure how much are you are you into kingdom hearts so have you played them like i i am like um i don't know so I, I played the, okay, so I played, um, you know, Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 in high school. Uh, same thing with the original Chain of Memories on the GBA. Uh, and, you know, I loved them. Absolutely adored them. Like, Kingdom Hearts 2, for me, was just phenomenal. And I actually did enjoy uh, Chain of Memories on the GBA. So it, it was perfect for that system. Um, but... Uh, you know, then there was, of course, the spinoffs. Um, I tried a couple. They just really weren't my speed. And then I fell off because it was such a long time between two and three. And I'm just kind of like, I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, I mean, keep on, like, I played these games in high school. And then only now at age 30, <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 3 come out. So... <laughs> You see the issue here. <laughs> so, um, so basically, you know, I was keeping track of three, um, just seeing how the development was going. Of course, find out you know, there's a lot of issues. Um, I'm starting to notice a lot of issues in general with the worlds that they were showing. They weren't showing that many of them. I was like, oh boy, we'll see what happens. And then three drops. It's you know, it's what it is. And just, I never, I haven't even gotten it, honestly. I'm just like, eh, whatever. Like, I enjoyed it when I was younger. So I'll just, I'll just leave it to people now to, I guess, enjoy if they want to. <laughs> like, I'm so, like, uh, like, like out of touch now. So, 
Yeah, I, I, I feel like, you know, and maybe, yeah, it's, it's just an age thing, you know, because like, um, yeah, like, like I'm in like my early 40s. So when I first, when I first, when, they, when it first came out, I was of the age, I was at the age, you know, um, that I was just like looking at and like, like, what is this dumb Disney bullshit? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, uh, I was like, wait, wait. And I, it's just, it's never, it's net, the franchise has never made sense to me. It just seems like, like something that came from some parallel universe, like that, you know, there'd be like, you know, I, I, I can't imagine the pitch meeting where it was like, let's do sort of a pseudo crossover of Final Fantasy and Disney stuff. Like, <laughs> it is um, a very bizarre crossover, so I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh, man, it's just never. So, yeah, I, I, I was just kind of like, like, I was not in the age, in the age range to really be for it to appeal to me at all when it first came along. And, you know, since then, like, I've just kind of been like, yeah, that's, that's just not, that's not for me, whatever it is. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. But uh, now that I, you know, now that I have a daughter and I'm sure that, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep her away from screens as long long as I, I possibly can um, because I figure she'll have the rest yeah. of her life to look at screens. But, you know, I'm sure that, Absolutely. you know, in, uh, you know, in 10 years or something, I'll be playing like kingdom hearts 3.5 with her or something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um, he uh, Nomura also stated that um, since he's finished with the DLC, he'll be moving on to develop future Kingdom Hearts games. You know, including a three point five, I don't know, slash like twenty four eighty five words, like <laughs> 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 whatever he's gonna title it. Um, <laughs> uh, so one of the new projects that he's working on is going to be the smartphone only project Xehanort, which is set to launch in spring. Uh, and the other one I don't think has been released yet or revealed yet. That'll probably come sometime down the line. So it'll be interesting to see, uh, what that game will be. Um, so yeah, from what, oh. yeah, from what I understand, oh yeah, just, uh, from what I understand, I think the other one is going to be more of like a traditional console release, but who knows, who knows what that's going to be, you know, or when. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. So you know, but, um, so, you know, we'll just see what happens. Um, I may keep a, I'll keep an, uh, eye open, of course, for, uh, you know, what these, what these future games will be, if there's anything that I'm interested in playing. Um, but next up I've seen, would be. Oh yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay. I, I've seen some, uh, I've seen some comments online, uh, people saying, uh, you know, like, well, that's good. Uh, if he has more, more Kingdom Hearts stuff to work on, uh, you know, hopefully uh, that'll keep him away from uh, Final Fantasy for longer. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> so, but, so, but you know, 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the um the next announcement we have is that uh, of course uh last year uh it, Yakuza RPG was announced. And um of course almost immediately Yakuza fans started complaining. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh the new trailer that released uh just on January 16th in Japan is getting plenty of uh blowback. Um, the main complaint seemed to be that the attacks are too over the top and that the game has a more, uh, quote unquote, whimsical JRB, JRPG uh, vibe. So, I mean, like, they have, I don't know. It's, I, I, you would ask, have they ever played a Yakuza game? But I've witnessed <laughs> it so many times that, like, strange dissonance where, like, whatever actual, like, aesthetics or messages of like whatever someone's watching or playing just flies over their head and they just hone in on the one thing they like and that's the whole thing (laughs) yeah i know it's so strange it's so strange i mean it's like well i mean for one thing it's like it's always been a jrpg it's been like an action jrpg it's just like it's gonna be turn-based now you know exactly that's that's the only difference now (laughs) And, and like the other the other thing is like I mean this is a series where like you know you can go into karaoke bars and like dress up you know and like you know dress up like like members of like a boy band I mean you know, yeah exactly like, <laughs> I, I I don't know I mean as far that's the that's the appeal of. Z- of uh, Yakuza to me, and I I figured that, that was the appeal of Yakuza to most people. It was it was like, you know, kind of this like, you know, yeah. I mean, it really, I mean, it's it's, you know, it's like this crime soap opera, you know, but it is like to me to me the reason that it's become so popular and beloved is because of its silliness and the fact that it totally embraces that, that silliness, you know? Yeah. That's what I, and so that's why I love that. Like the, the actual attacks and everything is just so crazy and ridiculous. Like it just suits the series so perfectly. Like they're not going to ever take any sort of battle system seriously. And it's, it's perfect. And it was funny yeah. too because <laughs> I remember uh, back in in April of last year when um, the studio had actually released. This is way before it got announced the actual turn based um, title, but they actually had released uh, April Fool's joke trailer, and it was literally this. And it was funny because a couple people actually did point out that. Um, that this was like way too detailed to just be a one-off joke. So you're kind of wondering would they do anything with it. And it's kind of funny that like it turned out that this was actually, you know, something that they're working on for the next title. But it's just it's it it's just so funny that um it was just kind of funny though that um that 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 people I guess enjoyed it so well as that, but I don't know, people are just offended now that it's not gonna. It's actually gonna be a mainline game, I guess, because they feel like somehow that's kind of messing with the main series. I'm just like, okay. I mean, the other games exist. Just go play those. Like, if you really don't yeah. want to play this, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, yeah, totally. And it's not like 
it's not like the com. It's not like the combat system in uh, Yakuza is particularly deep. It's like you're like <laughs> basically just like punch a but punch a bunch of buttons and stuff happens, and then you win a battle. You know, and occasionally yeah. you pick up things and like you know pick up obje- objects and like hit like thugs with them. You know, it's not. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> literally it. <laughs> This is not like an incredibly like, you know, I don't know. It's not, (laughs) this isn't like, you know, uh, a Dark Souls sequel getting like green lit with like, you know, a Persona (laughs) battle system (laughs) or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I, I don't know. Anyway. So, anyway, to move on to, uh, yeah, some other stuff. Um, a uh, new game they got announced this week that looks super, super cool um, is this game called uh, Banner Banner of the Maid, uh, which is being uh, released in English on uh, February 14th. And it's coming to uh, Switch, uh, PS4, and Steam by um, Azure Flame Studio, which is new to me. And, um, yeah, it's a mixture of uh, turn-based strategy and uh, JRPG gameplay. But what's really, really cool about it is, um, and uh, you'll have to take a look at some of uh, the, uh, the uh, screenshots. Uh, I'll add the link to uh, an article about it in the show notes. Um, it has this really cool kind of, like, anime meets, like... Um, sort of like 19th century um kind of art no- art nouveau kind of lo- look to it and right. it takes place in like an alternative history french revolution uh similar kind of to like the valkyria chronicles look but it's like even more ornate than that it's it's really really got a really cool art oh. style and um oh, wow yeah 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 so i'm really really interested and checking this game out. I'm hoping it's hoping it turns out really well. And the basic premise is, uh, according to them is, uh, that you are the young officer, uh, Pauline Bonaparte, who's, uh, going to command some of the most iconic troops from the revolution era and, uh, lead them to, uh, victory through, uh, kind of turn-based strategy battles. So anyway, it kind of, yeah, it kind of, I don't know. It just seems kind of like a cool, like, gender swapped like very very visually well designed um you know kind of a take on uh you know the uh, french revolution and so yeah it just seems like kind of a re- really unique topic and approach so yeah i think that's definitely worth looking out for oh wow yeah that sounds really good i definitely got a Check that out in more detail. That sounds really, really cool. Yeah, yeah, I, totally. I, yeah, because I really enjoyed uh, Valkyria Chronicles so much. Like, I love that game. I haven't actually got a chance, unfortunately, to play the second and third, but I really love the first game a lot. So uh, a, a game that, like you said, is like that, but even more like kind of drenched in that, like, beautiful like ornate kind of visuals that sounds fantastic <laughs> yeah 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 i'm hoping I'm, I'm hoping it's along those lines um um 
Yeah, Valkyria Chronicles Four is great. I don't know if you've uh, if you've uh, tried that one. Two and three, I tried. You know, because they only came out. So I think they're like what one of them. I don't know if either of them came to the U.S. Yeah, I'm actually. trying to remember because I know one was. Uh, didn't one come out for like PSP or something? Let me see. <laughs> I think yeah, the P- yeah, I played part of the PSP one, which kind of, they kind of turned into like a lot of JRPG fran- franchises do nowadays, which they kind of tried. They turned it into like kind of a uh, cut rate Persona wannabe. Oh, and it all took place at a military academy. I don't think it was ever localized. I played a. I played like an emulated translated version of it or a few hours. Um, and I was, I was pretty, pretty let down by it. And I think the oh. third one was, was a similar situation. And then, um, yeah, yeah. I think that the franchise was pretty much considered dead. And then Sega re-released the first one on PC and it like sold incredibly well. So they made they made four, which like really like went back to like the model of the first Valkyria Chronicles. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay, so that, okay, so now I know. I'll just uh, I, I'll actually just skip two and three then for now and just go with four. Thanks for the, thanks for that because <laughs> yeah, I didn't really know. <laughs> yeah, you're you're not missing. You you you'd have to go to you'd have to go to effort to find like a localized like like a rom and a localized you know a localized file for it and then um just to play some like pretty mediocre games so oh, it's really not worth it <laughs> okay gotcha thank you <laughs> yeah so that's my that's my public uh service announcement but yeah four <laughs> is definitely worth playing if you haven't um yeah, and then moving on, um, yeah, uh, oh yeah, well, I guess, you know, it's it's the turn of a new season, it's, uh, you know, winter, so it means it's time for another big helping of Atelier Games, yes. <laughs> um, which seem to come out, you know, new ones come out, like, what, once a year, and yeah. I feel like these re-releases are coming out, these re-releases are coming out, like, almost like quarterly at this point, I think. Um, and I like these games I, in theory, but I mean, there's just, like there's a lot of them and, you know, just, it just seems like there's there, the, the, the changes are so incremental. Like I've, I've played, I think two or three of them. And after the third one, I was like, ah, don't know if I need to know play another one of these unless there's like a radical change. Yeah, yeah, that that was kind of something that kept me away from a lot of them too because just covering them, I was kind of feeling like, yeah, these aren't really changing that much in the mechanics department. And you know, keep in mind, like I am someone who I I do like when I get devoted to a series, I'll I'll stick with it, but. It has to be some kind of change to it. You know, either you swap out the character. Well, they do swap out the characters. But, like, either, you know, maybe change it to the writing. Of course, the most important thing is change it to gameplay. Like, enhancing it a lot more. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, just things like that, just to make it more feel kind of like more of a dynamic sequel versus just like, yeah. okay, you're releasing these every year. It's not that necessary. Yeah. I mean, it kind of, I mean, it, it kind of reminds me of like, uh, you know, sort of the, uh, you know, like they're, I mean, I'm sure they get released so com- uh, so commonly because they, you know, people are buying them and it keeps the studio going. But it kind of reminds me of like the rut that uh, the uh, Tales games were falling into. Um, because for a while, like, and I, 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 I like a lot of the Tales games and even some of the ones that, you know, people are down on, like, Tales of what, what Tales of Zilla, I think is one of the ones that people don't seem to like. And I really like that one, but you know, for yeah. a while they were pumping those out like every year. And it was just basically like the same game with different characters. And it seems like, you know, the last couple times, like, uh, Tales of Brasilia, they take a little t- time longer, a little while longer to get that, uh, out and that was definitely an improvement and this new one that they've got coming out later in the year looks like like they've really kind of overhauled the whole system so it'll be interesting to see how that turns out but yeah yeah you, you gotta you gotta you gotta let this stuff take a break sometimes and, yeah yeah yeah, I always I always feel like once a franchise starts releasing games like yearly, the vast majority of the time, like that quality just suffers, you know, because like you said, you're not really giving it like giving anyone time to really like dig in the game and make like serious improvements and, you know, other things that need to happen. So and, you know, not, not just for video games, too, but really just any franchise, honestly, <laughs> mm-hmm. like any sort of media so you know and that was the same reason that was the thing i felt about with the tales of series like when i noticed they started releasing it every year i i was yeah i had a feeling something was gonna give and i think um zestiria was that game which is why i was glad that the next title it was um Bessiria, uh, right yeah yeah yeah, the night I was glad the next title they did give more time because you could see the the difference, and so yeah, so the this this one too. I just really wish this franchise they would just uh, leave it alone for a couple years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just you know, yeah, exactly. Change change it up a little bit, but I guess uh, so. Yeah, the new thing that they or it's not really new, but this new pack that they released is. Um, basically a remaster of uh the uh ps3 tri- trilogy of uh atelier uh aisha uh the alchemist of dusk atelier uh esha and loji alchemist of the dusk sky and atelier atelier shally alchemist of the dust sea and uh they've been remastered and released on the ps4 switch and pc um Improvements uh, include like you know visual upgrades, um, all the DLC, which means you know you get to uh, put your heroes of uh, questionable indeterminate age in bathing suits as soon as possible. 
which may be another factor in why uh, <laughs> why uh, these uh, these these games keep on getting bought uh, on a yearly basis, um, <laughs> or ha- you know have like a like audience that will buy new ones on a yearly basis, um, and also like quality of quality of life uh, improvements, uh, like uh, sped up battles and uh, the ability to you know run faster on the field. Um, you know, and to the benefit there, you know, if, if you do need, you know, all three games, if you really want them, I think they're selling them as a pack for, I don't know, like, I think the pack is like 60 bucks on the switch or something, which I mean, isn't bad for, you know, like remasters of recent game of like relatively recent games, um, especially given like, you know, switch prices. So, um. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I generally, I, you know, I, I genuinely do like these games. I just would like to see them take a little time off and, you know, just yeah. change it up a bit more, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I completely agree. So, yeah, let's move on to, uh, yeah, the first impressions part of uh, the show. Um, yeah, I got I to gotta, I gotta put some jingles together. I got to bust out my keyboard <laughs> um so uh this actually uh we're, we're gonna be cheating uh the next time we're gonna have a guest on who uh just picked up uh, the remaster of uh of uh tokyo mirage sessions which um uh elisa and i uh already covered for uh mega 10 marathon a while back um the Wii U, Wii U version. Um, so since uh, he can't come on until the next episode we do, um, I uh, am going to just kind of give some impressions on uh, the Alliance Alive HD remastered, which uh, just came out on uh, the PC uh, on January 16th. Uh, it was uh, released on switch and PS4 in the fall. And, um, it's not really first impressions in my case. I'm about maybe a third, third of the way through the game. I get on, I got it on the switch. Um, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, originally released on the 3ds. Um, and, uh, was developed by a team made up of, uh, former, uh, saga developers. And, uh, because, because of this, it has a lot of mechanical similarities with the saga games, but kind of some more simplified systems, and uh, the game was written by uh, Yoshitaka Murayama, who uh, was the uh, creator of the uh, Su- Sukaden series. So, um, yeah, it has a pretty, pretty like uh, impressive uh, group of people behind it. And uh, the main premise is uh, basically that uh, these demons are conquering the world, and uh, they're setting up these beast men that are uh, kind of like the higher as the higher class citizens and uh, humans are being, uh, you know, turned into these kind of like frowned upon serfs. So basically the goal of your, uh, you know, protagonist is to foment revolution while, uh, you know, kind of making connections and packs with, uh, you know, other humans, you know, going to remaining towns and outposts and, you know, trying to, fight against the uh the uh impending uh, fascist demon overlords <laughs> um 
which is a really really cool premise for a story. Um, yeah, you know, it's a cool premise for a story. It's the way it plays out is kind of tropey and uh, cliche, but uh, it has really really charming characters and world design, and um, the art style is super super like simplified and SD, but it's really, really charming. And like, I don't know, it just has such, it has a great look to it and a great feel to it. And uh, the battle system, I mean, it just, it just feels really good, even though, you know, you kind of are going through, kind of going through the motions and saying like, oh yeah, yeah, this is very, very kind of like tropey JRPG in certain ways. Um, I don't know. There's just a lot of, a lot of kind of individual elements that kind of like set it, set it out from, you know, kind of set it apart from the rat, from other tropey RPGs. Um, you know, and it's got battle system, you know, that's pretty, you know, it's not that revolutionary. It's kind of just like, you know, kind of grid based JRPG, uh, turn based JRPG system. But there is a cool wrinkle where uh, your uh, characters fill a gauge through uh, successive attacks to uh, land like successively stronger blows on enemies. And uh, kind of another interesting thing that, uh, you know, kind of wrinkle on, uh, you know, typical uh, JRPG mechanics is that uh, instead of um, having kind of like a traditional leveling system, character skills grow more powerful, like the more that you use them. And so your skills are tied to like your different weapons and you can wield different weapons and you sort of like the more that you use the skills tied to those weapons, that's what levels up rather than like your character necessarily leveling up. So that's pretty cool and unique. Oh, Yeah, that is actually, I really like those, uh, Little unique mechanics, and and honestly, I'm I'm a, I'm fine with like tropes being used as long as you know you you either write them interestingly or you do them very well. You know, like yeah. there's a reason why I think like tropes are very widely used in uh, media. So I I just like when they're used really well, and 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 from what it sounds like, that's exactly what they do, and it sounds very. It sounds very engaging and interesting. And I know the strength of this kind of game um, with these kind of tropes is the characters have to be very strong. So, you know, uh, um, from what you're explaining, it sounds like that's absolutely the case. So, yeah, this is this sounds like a pretty exciting release. Yeah, it's really it's really cool. And it really it like flew under the, the radar. I mean. You know, I wouldn't, I, you know, I, it's definitely not like, you know, a top tier, you know, it's, I wouldn't put it up there with like, you know, like, I don't know, the SMTs or personas, you know, of course, you know, we love those, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, or, uh, or, you know, or even like, you know, Xenoblade or Dragon, Dragon Quest or anything like that. But as far as like, kind of like a B tier JRPG, it's, you know, like one of the, one of the better ones that I've played in recent years and yeah yeah absolutely i i I definitely recommend it for people who are kind of looking for something that uh uh you know you know that's kind of like you know it's kind of just 
comfort food JRPG that has some interesting twists on the genre. Um, it's it's really really good at being that. Um, you know, I, I I don't know if it like really holds up to like you know, you know, the heights of like some of the previous games that the uh, creators did, but yeah, it's it's pretty great uh, in a lot of ways. And uh, from what I was I read, um, apparently the PC, PC port is uh, it's pretty good. Uh, it runs pretty consistently at uh, sixty uh, FPS. Has some blurry textures, but you know, I was reading this article that was going into all the like you know performance details, you know, because it was like on a PC gaming site, and you know, it's like it's yeah. a turn-based JRPG with like super chibi graphics. It's like you know, like do you do you really need like you know you know. Uh, <sighs> maxed out fps and 4k visuals you know? <laughs> exactly that, reading, you know reading the article actually kind of reminded me of some of uh something i read when uh the switch version of uh dragon quest 11 came out uh where uh i don't i don't know it was it was, it was on some message board or something but uh person was like uh no thanks. I'll rather I'd rather play this, uh, you know, uh, on the PS4. You know, uh, <clears throat> high res. You know, high res on the PS4 at 60 FPS. And it's like, dude, it's Dragon Quest 11. Like, it's not. Like, <laughs> it's not this, like, you know, <laughs> it's not Doom Eternal or Wolfenstein. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's like, it, you know, and I I played about a third of Dragon Quest 11 on the PS4, and then her heard that it was coming out on the switch and was like i would rather have that on the switch and so i waited yeah. you know, another year picked it up on the switch it looks identical it plays identical <laughs> you know so i yeah, don't know pretty much i mean i'm sure like you know um i'm not the most discerning person when it comes to that stuff like i mean i i played the 2016 doom on the switch and like was perfectly fine with the performance, but like at the same time, like, you know, like I feel like people get a little, little crazy about, about, you know, like perform, you know, FPS and resolution and all that kind of stuff. Like when, you know, if it's rendering at HD and it's running at 30 FPS and it's like a cartoony JRPG, like, you know, how much, how much better does it need to really, does it really need to look? I don't know. Anyway. Hey, no, I um, agree. So, um, but yeah, yeah. Um, I guess the only thing I, I would add is that, um, I think this would, I think this would really also appeal to people who like bravely, de- bravely default. Uh, it kind of reminds oh. me of bravely default in certain ways, kind of both in how it like kind of tries to present a more old school, style jrpg while adding some twists and also just kind of like in the visual presentation and the way the world is laid out um and just on a very basic kind of like structural level um you can definitely tell that it was originally a uh, 3ds jrpg 
because like Bravely Default, there's just this kind of like, there's this sort of like aesthetic to 3DS JRPGs that yeah, um, I agree. a lot of them seem to seem to share where it's like, they'll be kind of like weird, uh, you know, like, like kind of, kind of like a weirdly, like, like kind of like weirdly shaped overworld where things just are kind of like out of like perspective with each other. And then you go right. into these kind of like static towns and everything. I don't know. I don't know what I just, I don't know why, but that just really like feels like very like indicative of like a 3DS JRPG, which I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just wrong with that. You know, um, it just, uh, it's just kind of funny how that sort of became the de facto way of designing a uh, role-playing game on uh, the 3DS. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's not, I don't think I don't think I have any more to add other than yeah, this sounds down. You know, sounds in your wheelhouse. Definitely check it out. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and so I guess moving on. Uh, I'll throw this over to you because I've been talking a lot. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah so uh what have you been playing lately okay so uh lately i have been playing of course uh phoenix Wright ace attorney trilogy uh i'm the i am one of the biggest ace attorney fans like around i i love this series like my brother constantly makes fun of me because i've played like every game like at least three or four times <laughs> like i'm not even kidding <laughs> <laughs> I just and of course now I'm replaying it but I'm taking my time but I'm just replaying it again like because I was like I have to finally get this this trilogy and it's, it's phenomenal like it's nice actually seeing the sprite art like you know not like downgraded <laughs> and the trans and the new translation is very good it cleaned up a lot of things which was nice um and of course the music sounds much better it's cleaner you know, um, and it just reminds me, of course, like, just why I love this series so much. Like, just the characters are great. The writing's excellent. Like, it's just, it's a really, it's a really fun series. And it you know, really delves into a lot of mature stuff very well and handles it very well. So, um, I mean, I, I <laughs> if you've never played it, I would absolutely suggest, like, you know, getting it this way, the Ace Attorney trilogy. I personally say get it on Switch. You can also get it for the 3DS. I think it's on mobile too, but I think the Switch one's better. Um, I've also um, also got to get back into Three Houses again because I need to play the other two paths. Uh, so oh, yeah, I need to do that too. <laughs> yes, because I, of course, I started with Golden Deer, Best House. <laughs> oh man oh man i love i love golden deer <laughs> no i i i i i had to go with my girl uh edelgard oh okay the worst house got it sorry <laughs> <laughs> but no i'm kidding <laughs> No, I'm no, I, 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 no, no, I know, I know. Um, everybody's. <laughs> I know everyone bags on you. <laughs> no, I know it's really funny. I mean, and it's funny because um, 
I don't know. I don't want to give away too many uh, three three houses spoilers for people who uh, who haven't played uh, played the game. But uh, you know, if you if you were on on board with uh, Edelgard, uh, you know, and uh, take take her path, um, and if you haven't played the game, uh, skip ahead like I don't know thirty seconds or so. Um, uh, you know, finding out that she's like kind of a sympathetic fascist is uh, <laughs> kind of a big twist. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, oh but yeah, I, I need to get back to that because the DLC is coming out. The DLC is coming pretty soon. Yes, exactly. So I need to at least play through Blue Lions. Like that's definitely my my go to because that one sounds. I know if, I already know a lot about the path, and it just sounds like a lot of fun. So I need to do that. You know, I didn't think I would like Dimitri as much as I did. That he was like I knew I would like Edelgard. Definitely knew I was gonna like Claude. But Dimitri I really didn't know I would like. And I like him as a character. He's really good. So I'm just really excited to dig into his story more. Like that's gonna be so much fun. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I I, I, I can, I've come around. Like I'm definitely want I want to know more about Dimitri. Um yeah I, I remember like when I first got on, the, uh, when I first started the game, I was like, well, Edelgard seems like a badass. And, uh, you know, Dimitri seems kind of, just kind of like a boring guy. And then Claude, I was like, who's, I looked at Claude and I'm like, who's this fuck boy? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Turns out to be the greatest character in the <laughs> <laughs> i'm a filthy cloth stand sorry <laughs> <laughs> no that's totally fine i love i mean i love that like you know you know every every uh you know every persona you know it always like turn every persona conversation you know every and you know eventually turns into like the waifu wars but it's like you know it's like <laughs> Three houses like just launched this like internet wide like not not only like waifu war but like you know like husband husband o war yeah. and like, <laughs> like exactly you know oh, and just like oh my god just the way that like uh, three houses just become this like um, endless font of like amazing like memes and like i don't know it's 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 fantastic it is and i love how involved like a lot of the vas are like i've been watching like um claude's uh voice actor he's been doing like a live stream uh plays of three houses and 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 he's he's hilarious he's a really great guy and like a lot of the other voice actors are great they do like a lot of interviews and like just really fun um like little things. Well, we'll try to link it, but I'm going to uh, fish out some of the stuff that they do. Like they'll play like these little fun games or like things like that. And it's just, it's a blast. Like they're really just great people and it adds a lot of nice positivity, you know, to that, mm-hmm. to, you know, and, and it's, it's just great to see all that like energy and like passion. And it's honestly made me enjoy three houses, like tenfold knowing like just how great, like everyone working on it was so uh so that yeah yeah, yeah. 
And I love, I mean, I love like even, yeah, like some of them have even like, you know, like, you know, like uh, recorded and acted out like some of the me- big memes that have come up. And yeah, oh, and yeah. Like, <laughs> the Seth <Sedith> meme, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Seth meme is like one of the most like, you know, it's like one of the most like wholesome and wonderful like things that, to emerge from the internet <laughs> it really in the past, is like, year. <laughs> it really is honestly it's just so pure <laughs> yeah <laughs> <clears throat> yeah well let's see what happened i've been playing uh i've finally got around to playing uh to the moon which um oh. are you familiar with that um, I've heard it, about it. Yeah, it looked interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, it just came out on Switch. It's it's it is interesting. It's kind of a, it's basically it's really interesting. It came out originally on the PC in 2011 and was uh, made originally in uh, RPG Maker. And oh, okay. It's uh. And even though it's like been rebuilt, like uh, the Switch, and I presume the PS4 version have been rebuilt in Unity, like you can definitely tell that you know it was, it was built in RPG Maker, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, originally, but it's just it's 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 kind of just this cool, like very kind of uh, bittersweet, like funny but kind of bittersweet story um there's no combat uh you're just kind of like you play like two doctors who are trying to like fulfill like a dying man's um last wish by using artificial memories and his last wish or his dying (laughs) his dying wish is that he uh wants to uh take a trip to the moon and uh basically the actual gameplay of it is you kind of going through his mansion and kind of rooting through, you know, looking through his history and learning about his life. So you can like create, you know, like a believable, you know, uh, simulation for him before he, uh, before he passes away. Um, so it's cool. It's cool. I mean, it's, it's, you know, the concepts, I mean, it's kind of almost reminiscent of, uh, you know, kind of the concept of like, uh, so it's kind of like if Gone Home was like made an RPG maker <laughs> in, a, in a way oh, wow. where you're just, you know, and it's not, it's, it's a little more, it's more lighthearted than Gone Home was, but you know, it's, it's got kind of a similar, like you're sort of like just kind of like rooting around someone's house, trying to learn, you know, trying to learn their history and their life and, you know, kind of like a reflection on, you know, people, you know, people's, you know, reflection on like, you know, a family and people's lives and, you know, just, yeah, it's just kind of a really, really sweet game. And, um, yeah, so I'm, okay. I've really been really enjoying that. And, um, yeah, so, you know, it's on, it's on the switch. It's like kind of a perfect switch game. Um, I don't think it's very much. I think it's like 10 bucks or something. So, um yeah it's worth trying out if you're interested um 
in uh, something that's you know kind of like maybe a little mechanically <laughs> limited, but is you know kind of a really engaging story. And then um, the other thing that I've been playing a bunch of is um, kind of surprising for me because I'm very like actively not into Star Wars, <laughs> but oh, yeah. I've been playing that Star Wars Jedi uh, Fallen Order game, which like oh. is literally them. Um, I mean, it is much easier than Dark Souls, but it is basically EA trying to make a Star Wars Dark Souls. <laughs> and oh, wow. <laughs> it just like, and it's not nearly as good as Dark Souls, but in, in many ways, but it's really kind of cool. Like what it does with uh, like, you know, just so many of the mechanics come directly from Dark Souls. Um, and it does some really cool stuff with it, it with it. That, you know, even as somebody who, like, really isn't into Star Wars, like, it's, like, kind of cool to, like, you know, have these kind of, like, you know, Dark Souls mechanics, but have them in a game that's, like, really a lot more, like, fast-paced and is also, like, a lot more, like, acrobatic. Um, Like, there's a lot of, you know, like, the battles, you know, it has, like, you know, like bonfire style mechanic. The battles are very like parrying heavy. You know, no, just the world design is very similar to Dark Souls. Um, but there's also a lot of stuff where you know you have your like your force powers and stuff, and you know you can like in certain areas like run on the sides of walls and stuff like that. And so yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a really cool like. Uh, evolution yeah. of like kind of like the dark souls mode um and i've always sort of really wanted a very fast-paced dark souls so it's kind of scratching that yeah that edge for me oh nice uh, yeah and i remember seeing the gameplay i was i couldn't believe i was actually interested in a star wars game because i mean i'm just well i'm a trekkie so <laughs> yeah <laughs> <That tells you laughs> yeah <enough. laughs> <laughs> yeah i know so, i'm with you i'm with you <laughs> so i was kind of like what is this a star wars game i want to play like when it was first revealed <laughs> i know no I, I, yeah. <laughs> I exactly so um and i haven't gotten around to play it yet because i've just had like so much to play but uh, I do really want to when i get the chance i really would love to uh play this game and I, I, I love, I love the fact that you, cause you said that it is like a Dark Souls game. Uh, so it's like, that would be like the one time that comparison would actually make sense in like an article title, you know? Like, I don't, <laughs> it, actually, it actually, it really is like, you know, and then not only, it, I mean, you can, I mean, yeah, it's like the, it's, it's, yeah, it's the biggest cliche of the last decade is like, this is the Dark Souls of X, you know, but like, <laughs> this is very clearly them like being like, we are going to make a Star Wars, uh, Star Wars Dark Souls game. Um, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. And I, I it, it'd be interesting to see because I think that like, 
I think like some like souls purists would like be really turned off by it because of you know like certain like like it has it has difficulty uh, it has difficulty settings so that's like one knock against it already for like hardcore Dark Souls purists. Um, but like if you're somebody who really loved the Dark Souls games but like would like wanted to see them you know kind of like go in further you know take those mechanics but go like you know further out of like the realm you know or the box right. that like from is kind of box itself into you know yeah and i and i i know that like bloodborne and Sekiro, like Sekiro is definitely a lot more fast-paced than souls but like it still felt like very, very, you know, very of a piece with the rest of the Soulsborne games. But yeah, if you're somebody who, you know, really likes Souls, but also, you know, wants to be able to, you know, run around really fast and do acrobatic shit, <laughs> I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I recommend checking it out. Yeah, no, um, definitely. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah, I think uh, yeah, maybe uh, maybe should we wrap it up here for uh, for this up? Um, yeah, just I mean, if you didn't mind, there were just a couple other games I wanted to drop just so people. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Out. Yeah, uh, one I actually got around to playing uh, Cadence of Hyrule. Uh, you know the uh, Legend of Zelda version of the original Crypt of the Necro uh, Dancer game, which is this really interesting oh, yeah. indie title. Yeah, so basically for anyone who doesn't know, it's um it's a game where uh in this one specifically too, either playing as Link or Zelda, and uh the combat is actually rhythm based. So, you know, you're actually exploring, you know, the whole overworld. It plays like if you ever play like Link to the Past, it literally looks just like that. It's beautiful. And um oh, cool. you actually yeah, and what's cool is that you actually have to like move in time to the way the enemies move on screen, so on beat. And and as you're moving, you also have to attack on beat as well. And you have to adjust to how each enemy moves uh, so that way you don't take damage. It's really an interesting system, and it's fun because it's a lot of it to like master. But when you do, like, you can have these perfect runs of just not taking any damage whatsoever. And it's just, and of course, the music's really, really great. Great remixes. Um, so that's a very, very good game. Another one that was a huge surprise. That sounds to me, really I mean, cool. It is, yeah. And another game that was a huge surprise for me, I didn't expect to like. I mean, I didn't, I didn't really know much about, but um, it's called uh, Valhalla Cyberpunk Bartender Action. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's like, it has the premise of like, you know, most cyberpunk type games where uh, in this one, you know, you have corporations that reign supreme. Uh, all humans are infected with nanomachines that's designed to like oppress them. And then you have like the white knights who ensures, you know, perfect obedience, like with the laws. So the thing is though, you don't focus as anyone trying to uh, overturn it. Your focus is that you play as a bartender. Uh, uh, and she's basically is just trying to live out her normal daily life and the gameplay is, of course, you know, it's a visual novel. So the gameplay is that um, 
you're actually sitting down, you're talking with your various, uh, your customers and you're learning about their lives and like how each of them, they carve out their own little niches in this world. You learn more about the world itself. And then the gameplay is that you actually make drinks for your customers and you have to make them properly depending on how you make them. That's how you get the branching story paths. So it's an excellent game. And the music is phenomenal. It's like, the the graphics and music they 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 come out of like a PC ninety eight Japanese like visual novel game so it has like this really oh, cool man. like retro look and sound it's 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 a great game it's on Switch so um and I I'm I, I fell in love out. with it absolutely I fell in love with it it's so good any please anyone listening check it out I <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> So, I love I love how those kind of I love those kind of like super like retro visual novel type type things. Um, yeah, that are coming about. I saw a pre I can't think of the name of it, but I saw a preview for one that um, is uh, somehow it's going to be like a roguelike visual novel that oh. is uh, <clears throat> that. The entire like design and layout, it's made to look like it's like a game on the like original Macintosh, but it's a visual novel, but it has that like original Mac kind of like look to it. But then oh, all the art, nice. all the art and story is inspired by uh, Junji uh, Junji Ito, so it's all like oh. Uzumaki cut type shit. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll. I can't think of the name of it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look it up, and I'm gonna. I'll put it in the show notes. It looks fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that that whole like that whole like mini trend is like super cool. It is. I agree. I love it so much. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah. Should we? Uh, should we call it? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Cool. Um, yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Um, We'll be doing another one of these in a couple of weeks. Uh, hope you'll enjoy it. We'd love to hear your uh, hear your feedback. Um, we're on uh, Twitter and Facebook as Combo Chain, um, and uh, yeah, if you want to rate and review us on iTunes, that would be rad. Or I guess it's Apple Podcasts now. Um, and uh, what else is there? Oh yeah, and um, also, uh, there's a Patreon. You can support the show and Megasend Marathon. Um, really, we, uh, <laughs> we're not trying to like make bank or anything, but uh, it does cost a little bit of money every month to do the hosting and to uh, use the uh, recording software and stuff that we use. So it would be awesome to break even on that stuff. So yeah, if you want to want to you know kick down a buck or two on patreon that'd be rad too that's uh so that's mirror image studios on patreon and uh yeah thanks for listening uh is there anything that you want to plug alisa um let's see anything i want to plug this time um hmm i can't think of anything right now uh what about on your end uh nothing in particular on my end really um 
yeah, I guess uh, the only thing I'd say is uh, you, know, you can follow me on Twitter, Paul and Davis. I tweet about once a week, but <laughs> that's all. That's all that comes to mind. Um, let's do our other show, Mega Ten Marathon, our uh, Shimagami Tensei and Persona show, which. Uh, it's been a while since we had a new episode, but <laughs> there will be a new one up very soon. We promise. Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, we'll be uh, we're going to be uh, doing a Persona Three uh, coming up on that. So that is going to be fun and exciting. So yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening, and uh, yeah, uh, thanks for uh, thanks for doing this with me, uh, Lisa, and uh, yeah. We will talk to you guys again. Yeah. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Okay. Take care.